0: Welcome to Spoilers, Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert.
1: And I'm Catherine.
0: And for this episode, we're going to do something that I haven't done in a while. It's the, it's the format where I've seen a movie, and my co-host has not. And for that movie, I'm it trying. is... I'm <laughs> trying. Yeah, she tried. <laughs> but uh, And that movie is Disney's uh, 2017 live-action adaptation of... Beauty and the Beast, which is an adaptation of the 1991 Disney animated movie called Beauty and the Beast, which is also, the, I believe, the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture Best in the Oscars, right? Yeah. 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 So, Beauty and the Beast. Um, part of the reason why this kind of works, I guess, is because it's more or less the same movie. Well, you can kind of You can kind of get that from what you've read and seen in the videos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, since you haven't seen the movie do you have any questions like, like about how they change things around or how they introduce this or that? Hmm. Like, what have you read that spoiled it for you already? Because I'm going to spoil it for you anyway.
1: I've gone through everything. Like, I follow everybody on their, so like, own personal social pages. So like, Early in the beginning of production, the only people that were posting anything about what was going on was either Josh Gad or Luke Evans. Okay. And that was the only source of news I had for a while. And then Emma slowly started posting stuff as they got like further along. So I've seen it grow since I found out about it at a Newport Beach Film Festival Disney event um, with Don Hahn about three years ago. Okay. So that was when I hopped on board. We didn't have anything at the time. We just knew it was happening. But I think the one question that I have, probably the mob scene. Okay. And the transformation. I think those are the two that I'm... How do they do it?
0: The mob The mob <laughs> scene is more or less the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, in mm-hmm. the
0: cartoon, uh, Belle, Belle came home, helped her dad to the house, and then they tried to retrieve okay. Maurice. In the movie... Um, they were already going to put Maurice in the mental hospital and then Belle showed up right away after, yeah. uh, right on that scene. Basically, it's like after they were convinced that Maurice is crazy. The timeline in the movie is a little bit different. It's a little bit more compressed than the animated one. The animated mm-hmm. one, there's a, that, that sequence where you can imagine, oh, maybe it's been a week. This one, it really felt like days. Huh. And not only that, but when, when uh, Beast told Belle that she can go to her dad, she was still in her yellow ground. Riding, riding, uh, riding on the horse, Philippe, to the town. <laughs> so that, I thought that was kind of weird.
1: So it was right after the ballroom? Yes. Dance, she was like, okay, I'm going to go by.
0: Yeah, she's like, like, um, like I'm going to show you your dad. And then, and then she sh- the mirror shows that her dad is in trouble. Like, I need to help him. And he's like, you know, oh, you should go to him then. And I, I like huh. the animated movie where she actually dressed down to her regular clothes and went yeah. to go. This one, she just took off. Gown and all. Huh. And then apparently she had her regular dress underneath the gown because on the way back to the castle, she took off the gown and she already had her regular dress.
1: Okay. It was
0: almost like a cartoon version, except it's live action. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, quick change. All right, go.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. Um, the mob scene is more or less the same, uh, except the fact that I think the 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 fight choreography for the animated one was a little bit more fun. This one they tried yeah. to emulate it, but it felt a little it looked a little chaotic when they were when they were fighting the furnitures. Although they had that one scene where the the coat rack was was doing the boxing thing, I like that. So they, they kept that Ooh. in. Um, there was also a quick flash of Mrs. Potts actually seeing her husband in the in the mob scene. Aww. Oh, by the way, that's that was added into the movie.
1: Yeah, because I was just gonna say they didn't remember. There, I think the whole, like, the whole thing was like they weren't supposed to remember like their families.
0: Yeah, there were. Uh, yeah, uh, everybody did remember anybody except for, <laughs> somehow Mrs. Potts were like Mr. Potts. Uh, I don't know why she <laughs> would call him Mr. Potts. I mean, it's her, it's her husband, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but but there's that. Huh. It, it, when I watched the animated movie, it never occurred to me that the villagers are related to the servants. Because I mean, where did the servants come from? But the village, right?
1: Or other towns
0: nearby. Exactly. So, uh, this movie actually kind of like clarifies that a bit by saying that they're actually mm-hmm. all related. So, after the spell was broken, uh, all the villagers were like, wait, well, what was going on? Like, like why were we, you know, like, oh, hey, you're here, kind of thing. So, <laughs> and, and it they actually had a pretty nice touch when Ian McKellen came, went, went from C- Cogsworth oh. to Ian McKellen. He was like, he's uh, uh, one of the, I guess, the school moms of the village, the mean one. Oh. Like, apparently, <laughs> apparently is his wife. So, so so she was all like, like, hey, you're here, kind of thing. And, and he's like, turn me back to a clock. Turn me back to a clock. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. yeah There were those added touches that I actually really appreciated for the live action version. Um, they also mentioned the uh, Belle's mom, which was never mentioned in the cartoon.
1: Yeah, it was just implied.
0: Right. And the way they did it was uh, uh, her dad was pretty much, Kevin Klein was pretty much telling her, didn't want to tell her what happened to her mom. Yeah. She always wondered, but she never wanted to ask because she knew that it was like a sensitive matter, which I really liked. The relationship between uh, Belle and her dad in this one, I thought actually was more effective because they mm-hmm. added, they actually added them, gave them more scenes. Huh. Like when, when her dad is like fixing a clock, like Belle would be ready with the next instrument. And then her dad would be like, oh, I'm going to need the, Oh, here it is. Go, oh.
1: oh, I actually do have a question regarding that. So, and I was going through the soundtrack and soundtracks spoil movies. Right. Yeah, they do. Especially if you go from the very beginning to the end and you're like, oh wait, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I did it anyway.
0: Were you listening <laughs> to the Deluxe Edition? Mm-hmm. And I think the Deluxe Edition has segments from the movie. Is that right? It do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So go ahead.
1: So there's this one song that's really Dion sings and then it's kind of like Belle's theme throughout the movie and it kind of follows her the um let me get the title i think it was like how does your love last forever i believe like she goes back
0: i believe several people actually used that theme it was it was like a recurring theme that happened for several people i think three mm-hmm. three of um, group how does a moment last forever yeah that one that one um Wait. let's see according to I the think- list uh, kevin klein sings it first the dad
1: Maurice yeah. sings it
0: first in the very beginning, which I go, oh, this is a pretty nice song. And then later on, Belle sings it, applying to the mom thing. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like they're, they're the, the team between Belle's family. That seems to be the case. Because unlike the cartoon, they actually had a segment in the movie where, where Beast was like, we should just go run away. And I'm thinking like, wait, what? And apparently, the Enchantress gave him a magical book where, where wherever, wherever you want to go, it will transport you there. Right, So Beast told Belle, like it will take you to wherever you need to go. Just hold the book. And then she was like, they brought her to Paris.
1: Oh, that's where Paris comes in from. That's because we were from, listening yeah. to Emma's version of the song. Exactly. And I think Paris came in. And I'm like, wait, so do they go to Paris at one point? Because I think that was something that they added for the movie, for the live action. But that wasn't.
0: And that wasn't in the cartoon. But yeah. yeah. So basically, um, it is weird. That beast is able to travel around the world, and I guess he he throws in the line. The joke is that I can't I can't be seen at all, so I I travel uh-huh. there, but I can't do anything because I have to be I have to stay hidden. Is that was that kind of a thing? Even even though he made a joke about like oh you want to go see so and so and so and so like like oh but uh-huh. are they, are those too touristy? That's what he said, right? And so basically the whole point there was that Belle wanted to know what happened to her mom, so uh-huh. they showed up in her in their old home, which somehow still exists. <laughs> Right, hmm. it's it's been left alone, and not only that, but the, but she had a baby rattle of a rose.
1: Hmm.
0: At first, I thought this this segment was like an illusion kind of thing, but apparently, hmm. it's real because she took she took the baby rattle with her to the castle. And gave the baby rattle yes. to her dad, and her dad's like, "Where did you get this kind of thing?" So yeah, so so the, the movie, the live action version, adds in the whole rose element and why Belle is obsessed with the rose. Oh, can you make sure to get me a rose kind of thing, and I guess it stems from that. So I actually, that's another aspect of the live action that I actually really appreciated, the whole backstory with the family. Really, I really yeah. did like that.
1: Because there were some questions that, like, when I was rewatching the movie a while back ago, the animated version, you know, when you're older, you're like, so does Chip really have that many brothers and sisters? Or where does this come from? And I guess some of, the, some of those questions are answered in the live action.
0: Uh, the brothers do something, no. Uh, Chip is pretty much the only kid, as far as, as, far as I can tell
1: okay
0: <laughs> there, was, there was actually less Chip in this movie in the live action compared really? to the cartoon. yeah there was less Chip Chip wasn't there no. uh, he was pretty much just there to um, do the bubble thing <laughs> there, there was no scene where Chip like stole away with Belle that doesn't exist so there was there no. was no scene where, where Mrs. Potts is like putting him in bed that doesn't exist it's, Wait, it's,
1: that doesn't
0: happen in the. Oh. No, I don't remember hearing that at all. I I I just remember that the only time I see uh Chip and Mrs. Pot is when they have the, the musical numbers where they're involved in, or if they need to mm-hmm. tell them tell Belle something. So, but those little moments with Chip doesn't really exist? Don't know why. Oh. But you see him fighting the in the mob thing.
1: He was a huge part in the animated movie. Yeah,
0: in the animated movie, he was a big part. Um, but in this one, because I think part of it too is they really wanted to focus a lot on on uh on Belle and Beast. They actually added yeah. more scenes that I really, actually really appreciated. Uh, compared to the cartoon, Beast actually is educated. Like when when, mm. when they go to the library, he's like, oh yeah, I've read I read most of them except for the Greek the Greek ones. Right? And then, yeah. and, and then she's all like, are you joking? And then she's like, no. Am <laughs> I? Kind of thing. So, so uh, tr- uh, there will be exposition scenes where you see them walking around reading books. Like Beast will ah. be reading a book, Belle will be reading a book across the way. So I kind of really appreciate it. There's a whole like, A joke about Shakespeare where she's like, Oh, you read Shakespeare? And then, yeah. And then she's like, Oh, my favorite is Romeo and Juliet. And he's all like, Ha, figures, (laughs) like romance. (laughs) It was that kind of a thing.
1: Did he say what his favorite Shakespeare play was?
0: Oh, man. I think he did mention it. I don't don't remember offhand, though. Ah,
1: because I'm I'm curious, because actually, I don't like Romeo and Juliet at all either. And when I heard the reference in the prologue in Bell, the opening number, and I'm like, oh, the Lover's in Fair
0: Corona. I'm like, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. When you watch it, tell me if, if Biz actually mentioned his favorite. Because I, I, yeah. I don't remember it at all. I, I think he may have just made a joke and they cut away to another scene. Aww. That may have been what happened. Um, so I'm talking about pretty much like the stuff that are added into the movies that I actually did like. Uh, but mm-hmm. the problem, though, is that the movie is still pretty much a slave to the original.
1: Mm-hmm. And in all
0: honesty a lot of the recreations did not really work that well to me. Especially the first part of the movie.
1: As in, like, production
0: design or oh, choreography? Well, you know, okay, since you brought a production, production is pretty much like, Disney spent all the money in the world for production. It's like, the castle <laughs> is so elaborate, the furniture are so elaborate, it's like, they're pretty much shooting for a best production uh, design for the Oscars. That's pretty much what I really
1: hope for. so. You
0: know, and, and it really shows. Like, like, like the jail cell that they put, uh, they put them in, uh, for whatever reason, it's a, lab- uh, a labyrinthian kind of stairway situation thing, almost like, like there's stairways across the way, and they're like, like that's highly impractical. <laughs> I don't know. It, it they really went all out, and and those are like the first half, of the first like I would say quarter of the movie, and mm-hmm. that's when I was the most worried because at, at that point on, I was really concerned that the movie is not going to be that good, because like yeah. the. Um, it opens up with like a dance scene, like a ball scene where where the where Beast as as the prince first gets uh, mm-hmm. cursed, and basically it's a ball where he's the only guy and, and everybody is girls, kind of thing. Mm. I guess they want to play up the whole Playboy thing. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, while 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 I'm on that subject, uh, there were a lot of black people <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> and I'm not sure how my French history is, but but were there a lot of black people at <laughs> <of> that era? <laughs> like the, like the librarian in the villager is a, a, is a black guy and there's like no mention at all why that is like mm, okay <laughs> like some of the some of the female dancers were black people you know i mean yay for multiculturalism but historically accurate i don't know
1: i'm okay with it though
0: well except for the fact there's no Asians in it
1: yeah
0: i think for a play if it was a play i would have no issue with it cuz then a play you yeah. just get actors right but this one if they're, if they're going to be somewhat historically accurate which they're not uh i mean it's kind of Weird, seeing black people in beat the Beast*. Um, okay, what's the Oh, like, like, um, uh, what's uh Lumiere's uh, girlfriend's name? Cause she's black too. Uh,
1: oh, what's her actual name? It starts with a B. Bambet, I, I think.
0: Sure. Was it like B? a
1: little? Like a. It was like
0: a. She like was. A she was uh like a duster. Yeah, she was a duster,
1: like a feather duster. But I guess,
0: I guess you could say. I mean, she's she a servant, so I suppose you could say she's black. But mm-hmm. whatever. But like the high class dancers or whatever, the 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 ladies. I mean, there were some black people there, and I'm like, uh, really? Well, anyways, besides the besides, besides the tangent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, it opens up that way, and I knew that from that point on. There's a reason why. Uh, the animated movie is under an hour and a half and the live action is a little over two hours because there's a 30 minutes chunk that they really added into the movie and if you can feel it uh, but um, the opening number with Belle the I Want Adventure in the Great Wild mm-hmm. I didn't like it I didn't really? like it at all yeah the, the whole setup just seemed overdone it's like Alan Menken did not want to like redo like completely redo the music, so it's like, well, I'm gonna yeah. add, I'm gonna add this extra bar here, I'm gonna add this extra section here, and it just, for me, it just felt unnecessary, Completely unnecessary. You can, you can hear it in the soundtrack, right?
1: Yeah, it's obviously I'm different. Still, I'm still going through it. Like I, I tend to go through soundtracks like a couple of times before right. I form a final decision yeah. on it. But we'll see. I have a couple more, couple more attempts to go through it. Yeah, it, to the, pick the, out like the nitty gritty ones. The,
0: the whole sequence. It felt like they were trying to edit it like a movie. Besides the fact mm. that it's supposed to play off like a play, even so, but like the car, the animated one was like it was like wide shots, so you see all this stuff happening around it. This and one it was a lot sweeping, of. It was a
1: camera sweep when she was up on the hill.
0: Yes, this one not so well. The hill one, yes, but the the town one, not so much. There was a lot of close mm. close up shots to Emma Watson and whatnot, which is fine, I guess. But but for that number, I wanted more like you see people around her kind of thing. I don't know, it, it, to me, it was kind of like it was not comparable at all to the original I'm like, okay, this is a bad start for the movie um, and then it improved Actually, when Kevin Klein showed up as Maurice, like I said, I really like Kevin Klein as Maurice he, I thought it was an improvement over the cartoon That's good yeah, so,
1: Bell's father, he had a role but he didn't also have a role at the same time Like he was yeah. just like a side character he was, completely, so.
0: yeah, he was completely a side character in the cartoon in this one, they, they kind of fleshed him out a little bit more Especially since yeah. they added the whole backstory with the mom and all that stuff. Um, uh, Gaston and LeFou, the best things about the movie. Oh
1: my god! They, they, I love those two. They so
0: much. they completely steal the movie, and and I would say this is a huge improvement over the cartoon, because like the, the cartoon they were comically villainous. This yeah. one, this one, they were actually they were still comically villainous, but they had the the air of funness to them. It was like just fun Ooh. watching them like ham it up. Seeing Luke Evans just ham it up as Gaston is incredible. He really owned that role. And the, oh, yeah. the, the, the chemistry between him and Lafour was like perfect. And I, I know that, okay, fine. Since we're missing them at all, okay, well, we have to talk about the gay situation, okay? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that obvious, that in the movie. No. The, the only scene I can think of, that, okay, there are two scenes I can think of where they made it really obvious that he's gay. Um, the scene where Gaston is talking to the mirror to himself and yeah. then he had to go and off. Jeff- Right, so then then Gaston had to go off, and he's like, "I'm not done with you yet," right? And then he walks away, and then and then LaFue goes to the mirror and goes, "Neither am I," you know, it's that kind of a thing. <laughs> so the, the, there's that one, and then at the very end, uh, in the dance number, uh, LaFue ends up with a black guy, a black, a gay black guy. So that's the only two gay scenes that I can think of, really. But other than that, there is no, this is, this is first gay storyline. It's not really much of a storyline. It's like two scenes, nothing at all.
1: That's <laughs> That's the whole point, because Josh Gad wanted it to keep it subtle, but still have it be known that that was the intention. So that yeah. was his whole reasoning behind it. And he apparently, from what I've been hearing, has executed it really well. So I'm really happy that turned out okay.
0: Well, part of it too, because the, their dialogues are really good. The dialogues did an improvement over the cartoon. The cartoon, I thought their, 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 their cheesy dialogue was very cheesy. This one, they yeah. were actually doing jokes. Except the only the one joke that really fell flat to me, or just doesn't make sense, was when Le went like, you know, the oh, you know, the Zenice quoi, and he's like, I don't know what that means. Last I check, you guys are in France. You should know what that means. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, a lot well, Gaston
1: also doesn't read ever, so
0: oh, that is true too. Um, oh yeah, speaking which, they also do that joke because in in the Gaston number, LaFue was starting to spell Gaston's name like G A S T. I think there's an extra T. What am I kidding? I don't. <laughs> I've never i, I, I I've never before. had to read. <laughs> yeah, it, those two completely won the movie for me. If it wasn't for those two, I I think this one this movie wouldn't have been as fun. I just and then the whole cool. Gaston number, fantastic. The just the whole the the whole way it played out was. It's a big improvement over the cartoon because they made it really elaborate. Like you can see, like the oh, food, like you can see, like the food, like paying off people to join in on the on the singing. Like he will, like he will, like give them props to play along with Gaston, and like you can see this happening in the background. And it's really well made and how they pulled it off. Really, I, I I can go so far and say that maybe uh, Luke Evans should have some kind of recognition for best supporting actor oh, for yeah. Gaston because he, he was so good in this one.
1: He actually he has a theater background and when I found out that Luke Evans was going to be guest on, I'm like, he's gonna own that role.
0: Yep, he totally did. And he did. You know, and and I know a lot of people are criticizing Dan Stevens for Beast because the CG Beast face apparently is not animated enough. I think it's animated mm-hmm. well enough for a human face. Because they made it somewhat human-ish. I guess to try yeah. and like show Dan Stevens in his face. I suppose you like,
1: kind of match it and it's not completely beast.
0: Yeah, not completely Beast. Like, it's Beast around it, but the, the front part... Like, the nose isn't as big, I guess, you could say that. Like, I suppose in a cartoon where it's clearly like a buffalo-looking looking kind yeah. of Beast thing. This one, this one, there's a little bit of a human face to it, which I guess makes it so that, yeah, Dan Stevens can be able to emote. Um, I, I was fine with it. I don't know why people complain too much about it, but I thought I was fine. If, if you want to complain about Beast in live action and the cartoon, yes, the cartoon version is much more animated you see him mm-hmm. like really like moving around a lot, and you don't see that in this one. He's he's like a human in a beast outfit. That's what it felt like to me, mm-hmm. right? So I guess you can say that. But I like his voice. His voice in this one is actually really good. He, try, he tried to capture the beast sound, and it worked really well. And and of course the the side characters Lumiere, Cogsworth, they're all they're all good. Emma McKellen, uh, Ian McGregor, Emma Thompson. Audra
1: McDonald.
0: Yeah, they 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 all have
1: Audra McDonald's with
0: everybody. They they're all fine. I, I think they're, they're they're at the point where they're equal to the cartoon. Like I didn't re- they didn't stand out enough over the cartoon, but they didn't but they weren't as they weren't like worse than the cartoon. They were just equally good. So in a way they didn't mm. really stand out in that sense. They were just there. Although the uh, the BR guest number, I did not like it in this one. It was complete yeah, yeah I, immediately it's completely CG and um uh. and the way they chose to do the recreations from the from the cartoon, I didn't think was as good. And it kind of oh. bugged me a little bit. And then well, not only that, but Emma Watson, it's almost like they could not tell her like what to do in that scene because she's interacting with CG characters and she doesn't know what she's looking <laughs> at. So it, it's almost like they just told her, okay, look really happy. And then next scene, look really happy. <laughs> next scene, look really happy. And I'm like, she's not reacting to anything. She just looks really happy. <laughs> so that kind of buggy. Oh. Okay, which leads me to the other point, Emma Watson.
1: How did she do?
0: Arguably the weakest link of the movie.
1: Really? Yes. I've heard reports going half and half, and so it depends on, I guess, I think the the
0: Hermione Granger uh, bias is is showing. (laughs) Because out of all the actors, she is the weakest link. I'm not saying she was horrible. I just didn't think, I just thought she was serviceable. That's all. She was just serviceable. And I don't know if I blame it on the writing, but like I said, for that example with the whole like like what's she gonna do when they're doing the BR guest number? She, she's doing nothing. There's only like one interaction and that was it. There wasn't even at the very end where in the cartoon he's like, oh my god, that's wonderful. Nothing like that. Like you you don't get a reaction from her. It, it's like the movie doesn't really give her a lot of stuff to really uh emote, except for the like the the, the mom scene. The mom scene she gets to emote there. Of course, the whole scene at the end, where she thought Beast was dying, she gets to the emote yeah. there. Um, but other than that, everything was just serviceable. It's kind of weird how the the cartoon version is more alive than Emma Watson's version of Belle, <laughs> and that's how I would describe it. All right, we'll
1: no. see. We'll see how it turns out because I'm like, hmm. hmm. We'll see. I've, there's some. There's some parts of like a Belle, the you know, original version of Belle, not Belle Reprise, when she goes through the village scene. There's still some things that I was like. Oh, I don't know. we'll
0: see and in and, and the cartoon she invents like a peephole kind of thing, a periscope peephole mm-hmm. in this one she invents a, a washing machine mm. <laughs> so I'm like uh, really, a washing machine? Come on <laughs> okay. we'll but yeah, see. uh like I said n- n- I don't want to throw toss too much shade to Emma Watson because like I said mm-hmm. she was serviceable, she wasn't horrible she just was she just wasn't as good as the bell from the cartoon. It was as simple as yeah. that, and it it was a a more wider divide than the Beast in live action compared to the cartoon. Like, I prefer the cartoon version of Beast, but Dan Stevens was fine to me. Uh, yeah. Emma Watson, however, I, I, there's a lot of times where I go, well, the cartoon bell wouldn't do this. The cartoon bell wouldn't do that. And, or, or the cartoon bell would do this and would do this. And she just, I don't know. It's just not comparable. And some of the recreations where they do, like, like uh, the whole, like, well, if you haven't left the castle, I wouldn't have gotten hurt. It's like well, if you didn't lose your temper, then then we would have gotten this way. Like those kind of scenes that they recreate, it wasn't as good in the live action version. Sure. And there was even no speaking of like recreation. There was no uh, line where you go, uh, "Could it be? Is it she?" Which is a classic line. Wasn't in the movie. It was said differently. I don't know. Yeah. It, which is like which will go to our discussion of the Soft and Junk Show about like how much of an adaptation should you really do? We'll get to that on Soft and Junk Show. But for this one. I had issues with the adaptations part. Like the, the only ones that I really had no problem with was the Gaston stuff. The Gaston stuff I thought was better in the live action version. But the BR guest, which is a big, which is a big number, I thought it was fine. The Beauty and the Beast number, I thought it was fine. It wasn't great. Um, the The <laughs> bell, the bell thing in the in the in the beginning movie, which is my favorite song of the whole Beauty and the Beast movie, it just it wasn't that great. I mean, ah, I don't know. But the new songs, love the new songs.
1: How did Dan Stevens do Evermore? Like, I've heard the album version of Dan Stevens and Josh Groban's Evermore. How did it execute in the movie?
0: Well, clearly, Josh Groban is a better singer than Dan Stevens. That's not a denial. Uh, No denying that. But Dan Stevens, I thought they did fine. It it, it was shades of, like, the live-action Les Mis from from a few years ago. It kind of reminded me of that. (laughs) Now, now the, the question in my head is that, okay, is it closer... To um, what was that guy's name? Okay, not not Hugh Which Jackman. Which one?
1: Uh,
0: what was that? Oh, um, Russell Crowe, <laughs> right? So I was thinking in my head, okay, is this better than Russell Crowe's versions of of the Lemonade songs? And I'm thinking, yes, I thought it was better than the the, the, the Russell Crowe version of the Lemonade song. So so there's that. I, I I and I really like the song. I think that song should be nominated for best song of the year in the Oscars next year.
1: It's actually from what I've heard, it's a contender. But I really wish um. How Does a Moment Last Forever gets a nod because that song is pretty I think
0: I think what kills that song is that there's three different versions of that. Oh, well, is it three mm-hmm. or two? Is either two or three versions?
1: They're, yeah, because you have Celine Dion's version then you have the ones in the movie.
0: Well, yeah. The, I think you, it's
1: just two.
0: No, plus, the lyrics are different. Yeah. The lyrics for the Kevin Klein version, is, for Maurice's version is different. The, the, the lyrics for when, when Belle sings it is different. So that might actually kind of kill that song. Uh, yeah. But the, the Evermore song that the Dan Stevens sings, I thought it was fantastic. That's, that's, that's a song that, that's yeah. really like in the caliber of the Beauty and B soundtrack. Really love that mm-hmm. song. You know, I even like, I even like, like, sent my link to my mom. Like, I think you like this. But I, but I sent her the, admittedly, I sent her the Josh Groban link.
1: <laughs> also, it was funny because on Valentine's Day, Josh Groban sent out a 30 second clip of Evermore. On Twitter and his social pages and everything. And I think we were all like, that's all you're going to give us is 30 seconds. And then, yeah, I finally got a chance to go through the soundtrack version and it lives up to it. It's an amazing song. If you haven't heard it before and are listening to this podcast, go through the soundtrack.
0: Oh, but, but you should see the visuals that go with it, though. Um, okay, you know, I
1: know.
0: I, I'll end this discussion with this. In terms of a musical, I thought the live action version is actually a better musical than the cartoon. And I think part of it is because it has more songs. That's part of it too. And like the yeah. the, the one sequence with Evermore when, when when Beast sings it was very much like how I would imagine it to be in a musical where he's like going up the castle as Bell's like driving, driving away uh, riding away in the horse. <laughs> it, it, it it was very like it was really well made. I I, I just got to say the, as a musical the live action version is pretty good except for those recreation of the other songs that I kind of wish was the cartoon version. But... <laughs> So it's like it's like I want them to have the best of both worlds, and I kind of can't get that.
1: Hmm. You can't get, like, the exact copy, and I think that was probably one of – I think, like, if I can picture, like, Alan Menken working on this war for this movie, he was like, do I do, I do an exact copy of what I did, you know, in 91, or do I kind of change it up a little bit to kind of make it stand on its own? And I think he kind of he went the other way, to kind of make it noticeable that oh, that, you know, because when you listen to the animated soundtrack, that you know it's the animated soundtrack. When you listen to the Broadway version of Beauty and the Beast, you know, the, and he changes it. This is like his third version of Beauty and the Beast um, of how he did everything, and you can you can tell each each time. Like you know, it's Beauty and the Beast, but you can tell which version it is. And I think he was right. just trying to make sure that it could stand on its own.
0: Oh, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, uh, oh yeah. Speaking of, speaking of adaptation. Uh, in the be our guest number, there's a sequence where Mrs. Pot is on top of like the other, sh- the other like uh, silverware. Well, the plates, mm-hmm. almost like the classic like 1960s, 1930s style, where you know the little dancer, the dancers on top of the uh, the pile um, of people. I don't know how to describe that. I think you do. I think you have it in your head.
1: Yeah, I think I do. But I she's what
0: you're she's about. she's a teapot. She doesn't do anything up there. She's literally just looking up at the camera. That's it. If it was just like one second, I would have been okay with it. But it lingers on that scene. I'm like, okay, why are you keep showing me this? <laughs> she's not doing anything.
1: <laughs> she's not even like
0: teetering no. back and forth? No, she's just up there. It, it's like stationary. Huh. And like, you're right. In the in the cartoons, you see her moving back and forth. She's yeah. almost like like water, you know. But this one, she's, yeah. she's stationary. Like, do something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I, mean, I have, like I said, I have some complaints, but in the end, I did enjoy the movie. It was just the fact that the first quarter was really like scaring me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I think I don't, I don't think I'm gonna like this movie. And then, as soon as Gaston showed up, I'm like, okay, it's getting better. And then as soon as Belle showed up in the castle, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this movie now. Yeah.
1: So it takes a while to sit through the entire thing, and you should be okay.
0: Right. I, I suppose so. But like I said, I already went in with low, very low expectations already so mm-hmm. the fact that it kind of beat that uh I, I think it's a credit to the movie i just didn't fall in love with it you know like a lot of people are falling in love mm-hmm. with this movie and for me i'm like it's enjoyable i just but i would still prefer to watch the cartoon
1: yeah actually a question are you familiar with the broadway show at all
0: no not at all
1: okay never mind No, i'll be able to answer <laughs> my questions because <laughs> i was gonna say like if does it have any like homages to but I guess because the Beast can actually read, it doesn't really. Because even in the Broadway version, um, there's a particular scene where actually Susan um, to Egan, who did, voiced oh, okay. over Meg in Hercules, she is Belle in the Broadway, in the original Broadway cast recording.
0: Oh, interesting. And
1: okay. there's a scene where Belle and Beast—it's the library scene—and the Beast is like, "Okay, open your eyes." No, and kind of thing, and he's um, showing her the books and she picks up King Arthur and he's like, she, she's like, oh, I'd love to read this again. And then he goes, um, they go back and forth saying who should read it first. And then he admits that he can't read. So I guess they actually have him as someone who can read, which makes me really happy.
0: Yeah, the live action version. Yeah, he can He can read, which makes more sense. He's surrounded by mm-hmm. all those books. He's alone in the castle. Right? I mean, what else is he going to do, right? But then in the movie, he did say yeah. he's like, he's like uh, he was like, royally educated or something like that. I forget forget what line he used, but he did proclaim that he is educated. So I did, that's one of the best additions to the movie, to the story.
1: One more question along that line that I have, does it kind of, it's kind of along with, they pulled this from the Broadway. Does he kind of say like, I'm glad like these books kind of helped me take me away from this place because that was one of the biggest things in that little scene that I described earlier from the Broadway show where, he's like, I didn't know that books could take me away from this place. Does,
0: does he do that at all? Oh, no. He, did, the... he, okay, he does not say that, but it makes you wonder if that's the reason why they created that enchanted book that allows them to transport mm-hmm. somewhere else. Okay. So in the live-action version, it's more like visually, physically, you see you see them transport somewhere else by the book. Oh,
1: so it's like a portal?
0: It's a portal, yeah. Or, Which or doesn't make sense, but far. whatever. <laughs> Think about it. It doesn't really make sense, but whatever.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: speaking so well, of what doesn't make sense. Okay. I uh, mean, the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing, that's still that's still a uh, common thread with all the incarnations of Beauty and the Beast. So we'll leave it at that. But in the movie, uh, Gaston is like, like, go ahead, finish me off, or whatever, when, 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 when Beast got the upper hand. And Beast is like, I am no Beast. Right? He says that, which is fine. Uh-huh. And then 10 seconds later, Belle goes, Beast! And I'm like, there's a conflict of... Uh, a narrative there. <laughs> so once again, we do not know his name. Are you never going to give okay. him his name? Come on.
1: Well, there's rumor mill in the fandom where it's like, it's unofficial. Like, unofficially, his name is Adam, apparently. But nobody knows yeah. if it's his real name or not. But I don't know.
0: I, I'll be okay I, with I, Adam. <clears throat> sure. Huh? I I would be okay with Adam. Sure. That
1: Yeah, I don't know where that came from. It was just something that I came across one day and my unofficially, his name is Adam. Okay.
0: <laughs> Adam and Belle.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's not official apparently. So we'll see.
0: Oh, well, one last thing. Speaking of Adam and Bell, I think one of the last lines in the movie is Belle telling a beast, well, beast, um, would you consider growing a beard? She actually tells, suggests that to him. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can also find me in my other podcast, The Stuff and Junk Show, which we are going to be talking about Disney's live-action act- uh, live adaptations of their animated movies. Check that out.
1: And this is Catherine from The Grand Geek Gathering. You can find us at www.thegrandgeekgathering.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Feel free to look us up there.
0: Yeah. So you can send comments to whowhatwearswhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or to the website. Our shows are on iTunes, Google Play Music, and your favorite podcast apps. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. It would help a lot. Uh, Check out our merchandise store at Zazzle and check out our Patreon page for the exclusive Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils podcast episodes. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All this information and links can be found on the website at whowhatwearswhy.com. Okay. So nice. yeah, it's it's unfortunate that you weren't that you weren't able to actually see the movie yourself. But I know yeah, but, I've
1: been following it for so long. It's like oh yeah, but it, uh, it
0: hurts. I'm just happy to say that I could recommend the movie. You know, for the most That's part, good. for the most part, I was pretty much like eh, just watch the cartoon. But it it it, it you kind of really have to see both of them to get the best of both worlds, because the cartoon is like I said it's missing those great Gaston things from the live action version, and the live action version. Uh, those 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 iconic songs is just not as good as the cartoon version. So is that is that kind of a thing? Like I said, I kind of wish it would be the best of both worlds, but that is not the case. And no. yeah, and but uh, I do
1: recommend I do recommend the Broadway soundtrack for you if you haven't gone through it because okay. it's 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 different. It's the same story that you know, but it's also different on its own as well.
0: Oh, not only that, yeah. but I did like the uh. They, there was this whole emphasis on the one very last scene. Not the very last scene. Where where the rose uh, finally died, I I know in the cartoon you only see you only really see like beasts like kind of die, but you don't yeah. see, you don't really see what the, how the furnitures are handling it. And this one, you mm-hmm. there's like a a few a few minutes are dedicated to to the furnitures realizing that they're gonna die, that they're just gonna be no. furnitures, you know. And it was a very moving scene because you you can see like were like like my friend, you know, it's been pleasure working Aww. with you that kind of thing it was really well made how they did that and, and it was sad because at, at the very end all you see are like empty furnitures like lying around like with no life Aww. so I kind of like that they added that into the movie because it really gave them even more personality especially after they go back yeah. to life You know, so yeah live action did. did, did there's t- a lot of stuff that they did really good and there's some I just didn't like <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out I'm dying to see it so
1: we'll see hopefully Yep, It'll yep. be okay.
0: All right, this has been another episode of Spoilers Please, which is part of the Who What Where, network.